Welcome back to another Short Shift episode. We got 10 minutes on the clock. Jeffrey Lavecchio, my co-partner on this magic carpet ride. He has no idea what the topic is until ready. Five, four, three. Our topic today is player feedback. Player feedback and how to give players feedback, when to give players feedback, I think let's talk about player feedback. I'm going to leave it really open for you so you can take this wherever you want to go for it. I believe that being able to give consistent feedback to players is extremely important. So what are your thoughts on providing feedback to your players as a coach? Mm, I would say, I guess right off the gate, the first thing that came to my mind when you said that is as a coach, you always want to think about like teachers. You want to think about teaching and think about who is in front of me in my office right now that I'm talking to and how, how does this person react? Like who are they as a person, not just the hockey player? Cause if your goal as a coach is to win more games and to help more players uh, uh, make to the next level, the goal should be then for them to, to, to whatever messages you're trying to give them for them to be able to act on them. We all have different ways of, of accepting things, of listening, all, all, learning all these different things. I think the best coaches know how each player, or at least have some idea how each player is going to react to the, the stimulus that I impart on them. So like if Toph comes into my office and I want to give him feedback, I'm probably going to be talking to Toph in a different way than myself, than me, or this person or that person. And there's definitely going to be buckets on the team where guys are, are, you, you talk to them and treat them similarly. But I think the most important thing is whatever I have to say, it doesn't matter if you're not able to take that information and then go use it and get better. So I have to say it in a way that Toph in front of me understands it, understands what I want out of him, and then he's able to go and act upon it. So he's better and my team is better selfishly as the coach. And I think too many times coaches and bad bosses in the real world don't do that. They just think, this is my message. I'm going to say it however the F I want, and it's your job to take it and run away with it. And that is true to a degree. But again, if you're trying to help that person, that player, that person in front of you, and you're trying to help your team win more games, I, I think that you, you should take into account, how does this person take feedback, take criticism, take whatever it is. And how can I get this person to immediately change the actions that are not serving himself or the team well, so that we can get him back on the same page so that he's the best player he can be. He's the best player within the system that he can be. And now everybody's winning. He's winning. He's a better player. I'm winning. We're a better team, all these things. And I'm not, because uh, I feel like you always have to say this. I'm not saying coddle players. I'm not saying baby players, but like, just doing this is just being a better coach because it takes more effort, takes more energy to think about who's across from me. How have they acted in the past when I've approached them in this way versus that way versus that way? What is the best way they take in information and things like that? So I think that first and foremost, you need to know who you're talking to and how can I get them to immediately buy in to whatever I'm trying to get them to do? I like that. Coaching is relationships, man. Right At the end of the day, your most important job as a coach is to build that relationship with the player and find out what makes them tick, find out how they learn. The best coaches do that, and you're able to coach the group, but you're also able to coach the individuals within the group, right? That's basically the gist of what you're saying. Find out. Am I my way off on that? 
No, uh, dude, a hundred percent. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Like that's, that's the most important job. I totally agree of, of any coach. I think the other most important job of any coach is to have a plan have a plan with your feedback. Don't show up at the rink today and say, okay, what am I going to do to coach today? The, some of the best coaches that I've worked with, it's always been very intentional. Everything they do has intention to it. I know you're big on that word intention. And so like, there's different ways. So like, you know, a lot of times have a plan. Okay. Here are the four players that I'm going to show video to today. Here are the four players. I'm going to have just a little bit of an informal conversation just about life. And then here's four, four things that I'm going to do during practice today. Um, that can help me to provide feedback. And maybe one of those things is my assistant coach is going to run these two drills. So then I can coach people one-on-one. I don't have to blow the whistle. I don't have to throw the puck in or whatever. Now I'm coaching my players and and watching for things that they're doing well, watching for things that they're not doing well. So I think at the end of the day, like really having a plan for how you're going to do it is just as important as building the relationships and finding out how people like to be held accountable and how people like to be coached. You know, like I've, I've worked for coaches who every day they had three people and they wrote it down before practice. Here are three people that I need to have a conversation with today. And it wasn't like bring them into the office. It was just like, Hey, rub shoulders with them as we're skating around the ice before practice starts or finding them in the locker room and and sitting next to them while they're tying their skates or just little informal things like that, you know? And so just like always, getting those little touch points, but being intentional with it and, and understanding, like I know coaches that actually have counts of how many interactions that they have with players. And when they have an interaction with the player, it goes to a Google drive in a spreadsheet and it's boom, they get a tick. I think this person gets a tick every, every little like touch point that you have with them, whether it was a informal conversation, whether it was an in-person meeting, whatever it may be, like they actually count how many times because then they figure out, Oh gosh, I haven't, I haven't gotten to this person one-on-one in a couple of weeks. I got to make sure I, 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 you know, I'm interacting with this person today. So just like having a plan with it too, I think goes a long way. I love that. And, and, if you're not that intense or you don't have, you know, not having time is an excuse, but like you could just go line by line. All right. Today I'm going to do the first line. I'm going to make sure that I touch all five players, talk to them, get each guy, give them a couple of sentences of feedback when you're skating around or bring some in, however it is. And the next practice, you're going to go line two, all three forwards, second pairing of D third practice of the week. You're going to go three, three, you know, like, and then when you're done with it, go back to the top. Because I also think that something that I, have witnessed in youth hockey is that unfortunately a lot of coaches give more feedback to the top end players not always but i i have definitely witnessed that and if it's pay to play like i think that everybody should get the same amount of touches or close like, and life's not even stevens right but like the goal would be like you don't only try and help your best players who have a chance of moving on and third fourth line guys who have no chance you don't even talk to them right like i think that by having a system like tov said whether it's ticks or you know practice one of the week i'll get the whole first line second line second practice third line fourth that type of thing i just think that you also got to make sure that you're coaching everybody in the pay-to-play um realm when it's anything below juniors 
Yeah, and and when you have a plan with it, now you're not just winging it because when right. you're winging it, you're talking probably to the same people, <laughs> or or same group of people way more than you're talking to other people. I think it's also really good to have like feedback mechanisms, like legit, like written feedback mechanisms, um, kind of like a mid year review almost, and like a like an end of the year review kind of thing too. I, I think like writing it down and and really providing that can can really really help also if we're talking about like youth hockey it's it's showing the parents that you're putting an effort into providing their kid feedback which i think goes goes a long way and we actually created one like we have it's kind of like called a player report card but like for all the organizations that we're working with we're providing them with like a, a feedback template that they can use all of their coaches can use um as they're providing feedback for their players. It's just like a little bit, almost like a cheat sheet that they can use of, you know, hockey things, attitude things, teamwork things, you know, how, how is that kid doing through the season? And again, at the end of the day, what that does, again, we've talked a lot about it, like the journey and the process and the development of getting better by providing feedback. You can see that from like the beginning of the year to the middle of the year and the middle of the year to the end of the year. Like if your scores, if your feedback is the same, like you need to figure out another way to go about it as a coach, like, because you want to see growth, you want to see development in, in every aspect of being a great teammate, certain skills, like things like that. Right. And so having that, that, so like, if you want, like reach out to me over at the hockey think tank.com and, um, and I can kind of show you what we do. And then again, we're doing this with all the organizations that we're working with, the, with the blueprint. And it's been really, really beneficial. I love that. And I know we only got like 35 seconds here, but a coach that we've had on in the past, and he's somebody who I think is one of the best coaches, directors in all of youth triple a hockey mike barra he's he's in tph nashville he's in nashville now unfortunately st louis lost him because we're idiots here um you know he would meet with the players and their parents multiple times throughout the year that was scheduled the beginning of the year so parents could also get in on these conversations as well which then limits you know all the unnecessary emails so i think that that from a feedback standpoint too don't forget the parents also, go listen to our podcast with Amanda Alessi, assistant coach with Quinnipiac's women's hockey, because she gave an unbelievable, like, couple, like, five minutes on what they do at Quinnipiac with their feedback. Absolutely insane. Share the show. Time is up. Share the show.